Book Six, Chapter Six of *The Female Quixote*, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. *The Female Quixote*, Volume Two, by Charlotte Lennox. Book Six, Chapter Six, in which it will be seen that the lady is as generous as her lover. I passed some days in this confinement, melancholy enough. My ignorance of the destiny of Sidimerus gave me more pain than the sense of my own misfortunes, and one evening, when I was more than usually disquieted, one of my guard entered my prison, and, giving me a letter, retired, without speaking a word. I opened this letter with precipitation, and, by the light of a lamp which was allowed me, I read the following words. Sidimerus, to the generous Balmore. It is not enough to tell you that the method you took to free me from my brother's severity has filled me with the utmost esteem and admiration. So generous an action merits a greater acknowledgment, and I will make no scruple to confess that my heart is most sensibly touched by it. Yes, Belmore, I have received this glorious testimony of your affection with such a gratitude as you yourself could have wished to inspire me with and it shall not be long before you will have a convincing proof of the effect it has had upon the spirit of Sidimerus. This letter, madam, pursued Sir George, being wholly calculated to make me hope that I was not hated by the divine Sidimerus, and that she meditated something in my favour, I resigned myself up to the most delightful expectations. What, cried I, transported with the excess of my joy, does the most admirable Sidimerus condescend to assure me that I have touched her heart? and does she promise me that I shall receive some convincing proof of her acknowledgment? Ah, too happy and too fortunate, Belmore! To what a glorious destiny hast thou been reserved! And how oughtest thou to adore these fetters that have procured thee the esteem of the divine Sidimerus? Such, madam, were the apprehensions which the billet I had received inspired me with. I continually flattered myself with the most pleasing hopes, and during three weeks longer, in which I heard no more from Sidimerus, my imagination was wholly filled with those sweet thoughts which her letter had made me entertain. At length, on the evening of a day which I had wholly spent in reading over Sidimerus's letter, and interpreting the sense of it a thousand different ways, but all agreeable to my ardent wishes, I saw the sage Urinoe enter my prison, accompanied by Toxares, whom I had not seen during my last confinement wholly transported at the sight of these two friends, and not doubting but they had brought me the most agreeable news, I ran towards them, and, throwing myself at Urinoe's feet, I begged her, in an ecstasy of joy, to acquaint me with Sidimerus's commands. Urinoe, in some confusion at this action, entreated me to rise. "'Tis fit,' cried I, in a transport I could not master, "'that in this posture I should receive the knowledge of that felicity Sidimerus has had the goodness to promise me.' Urinoe sighed at these words, and, beholding me with a look of compassion and tenderness, "'Would to God,' said she, "'that all I have to say were as agreeable as the first news I have to tell you, which is that you are free and at liberty to leave the town this moment.' "'Sidimerus,' continued she, "'has bought your freedom at the expense of her own, and to deliver you from her brother's chains she has put on others, happily more cruel than those you have worn.' In fine, she has married a man whom she detested to procure your liberty, her brother having granted it to her upon that condition alone. Scarce had Urinoe finished these words when I fell, without sense or motion, at her feet. 
Toxares and she, who had foreseen what might happen, having provided themselves with cordials necessary to restore me, brought me to myself with infinite trouble. Cruel, said I to them, with a tone and look which witnessed the excess of my despair. Why have you hindered me from dying at once to prevent the thousand deaths I shall suffer from my grief? Is this the confirmation of those glorious hopes Sidimerus had permitted me to entertain? Is this the proof of the acknowledgments I was to expect? And is it by throwing herself into the arms of my rival that she repays those obligations she thinks she owes me? Ah, inhuman Sidimerus! Was it to make my despair more poignant that thou flatterest me with the, such a prospect of happiness, and was it necessary to the grandeur of thy nuptials that my life should be the sacrifice? But how unjust am I, cried I, repenting in an instant of those injurious suspicions. How unjust am I to accuse the divine Sidimerus of inhumanity? Was it not to give me freedom that she bestowed herself upon a man she hates? And has she not made herself miserable forever to procure me a fancied happiness? Ah, if it be so, what a wretch am I! I, who have been the only cause of that misery to which she has doomed herself. Ah, liberty, pursued I, how I detest thee, since purchased by the misfortune of Sidimerus, and how far more sweet and glorious were those chains which I swore for her sake. My sighs and tears leaving me no longer the power of speech, I sunk down on my bed, oppressed with a mortal grief. Urinoe and Toxares drew near to comfort me, and said all that sensible and discreet persons could think of to alleviate my despair. Though I have heard that Sidimerus is married, replied I, without dying immediately, yet do not imagine that I will suffer this odious life to continue long. If sorrow do not quickly dispatch me, I will seek death by other means, for since Sidimerus is lost, I have no more business in this world. The charitable Urinoe and Toxares endeavored in vain to divert me from this sad resolution, when Urinoe, finding all their reasonings ineffectual, drew a letter out of her pocket, and presenting it to me, I had orders, said she, not to let this letter be delivered to you till you had left the town, but the despair to which I see you reduced does, I conceive, dispense with my rigorous observation of those directions. While Urinoe was speaking, I opened this letter trembling, and found it as follows. End of Book 6, Chapter 6